Hey everyone, good evening and welcome to another episode of Education, Leadership and Beyond. We are live uh, at LIU Hudson here in Middletown, New York, and this is a leadership class uh, teaching uh, here. My name is Andrew Murata, uh, the professor here and the host of Education, Leadership and Beyond. And obviously you see tonight's guests here, uh, Jay Billy, principal and author of Lead with Culture. Jay, thanks for joining the class tonight. Thank you for having me. This is um, exciting for me, Andrew. I uh, get to talk to a class and uh, hopefully um, learn some new stuff. That's right. You learn, and we'll learn from you. And uh, again, we are reading uh, this Lead with Culture uh, by Jay Billy, uh, part of the Teach Like a Pirate series, part of uh, Dave Burgess's group. And uh, we want to have a little discussion about the, uh, the book tonight. So Jay, before the class uh, has a lot of questions for you, it was windy up here in the Northeast, and I see yes. you have some backgrounds behind us. Uh, did you have your hat on today? And, yes. and which one was it? Yes, I was. Uh, I was um, sporting the winner, the winner look today, so um, kept it on. I, it's got a buckle, so it, I was able to keep my hat on today. Yes, when I was outside, but yes. So okay, yeah, we love your enthusiasm. <laughs> We love it. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to the class. Uh, and again, this is Jay Billy. Uh, here's his book. And uh, we are really enjoying reading it, Jay. Uh, the concepts in it, uh, your leadership skills, the, the practical ideas in school are all great. So I talk too much. I'm going to turn it over to my group here. All right. Uh, this is the LIU class from up in Middletown, New York. Pass okay. one to break the ice. All right. Hi. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. Um, hello, I'm Suzanne Harrington. Um, first of all, I'm very much enjoying your book. Oh, thank you. So, um, and it really speaks to me on a lot of levels that culture is so important. But my question would be, I know you talk a lot about using transparency, building relationships and things like that to, I don't know if buying is the word, but really to get your staff on board and kind of help set that culture for the students. Um, so what do you do or what have you had to do to, to sort of, get those resistant teachers and to buy in. Okay. Well, interestingly enough, um, I am, I'm at a new school this year. Uh, so, so I'm currently doing that. Hopefully. Um, I think that getting, getting staff to buy in, like you said, it's about building relationships um, more than anything, um, building trust. Uh, Beth and, and Shelly talk in their book a lot too about uh, trust is the oxygen of school. And really, um, once they trust you and they see that what you're doing is working, um, I think then people start to see, oh, um, even parents, the same thing. Until they know you and trust you, that everybody's going to question your, your methods and your motives. Um, but but when, you, when you talk to kids, and they people, the teachers see you talking to kids, and then the teachers see you talking to them and talking to families, um, and doing the work. I think that's that's the first step. Uh, then the next step, again, you always have a few people who are, are the quick adopters, and then the other people that stand. Uh, my my superintendent likes to say it's a 33, 33, 33. 33 people jump right in; they're ready to go. 33 people kind of want to see what's going on. And then there's a 33% that are your doubters. And um, so 
if you can, you know, each day build a little bit more um, buy-in from one person or one thing. Uh, it starts with sharing and trying new things and giving people second chances and showing people that, you know, there are different ways to do things and then helping them do those things. Um, if they have a good idea, saying yes to it and then letting them go too. So I think all of those things, um, it's all part of, part, of, part of building that culture of, um, you know, respect. Um, Hattie, talks, Hattie talks about um, collective teacher efficacy um, as the number one uh, effect size of anything. And not that Hattie's the be all end all, but if you can, if you can get, and it takes time, it takes a long time, but if you can get everybody believing in everybody in your building, you know, teachers believe in each other and you believe in, in all of them. Um, and, and knowing that what you're doing for kids is the right thing, uh, then you're on your way to having a really, really good school. Uh, and so I, I think it's one step at a time. It really is just one step at a time. Uh, as I said, I'm in a new school this year. And so everybody is a little hesitant uh, or was. But I think slowly but surely you, you find your, your, your niche and your people and they tell you if you steer off the wrong way um, and kind of get you back on track uh, or, if, or if, you know, that's really the way it's always been and we need to fix it. So I hope I answered the question. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So we want to jump in? Hi, Billy. Um, I'm Alex Vanderbilt. Um, I really have been enjoying your book and one of the chapters, Community Matters, it talks a lot about and you give a lot of examples of the different ways that you build community and have built community. I was just wondering for, um, I used to work with English language learners and sometimes those parents are the um, a little bit more difficult to reach. How do you um, handle parents that even though you've tried several ways to incorporate them, but they're still not you know, being part of that family. Yeah, and that's a that's a really good question. Um, the school I was in, we had a large population of English language learners, and I was lucky enough, to be honest with you, to um, it was luck. I had a secretary who spoke four languages, so it was a place. Uh, English language learners, uh, I'm making a generalization, but they're they're not trusting of the systems in a lot of places. We have a lot of um. A, a, a lot of immigrants who may or may not be legal. And so they stay away as much as possible and they trust us to, to deal with their kids. They want their kids to get a good education, but they don't know how to help and participate. Um, but by having a, a, a place, like I said, my secretary was so good with them and patient with them and sometimes even stern with them, telling them what they needed to do. Um, but they felt comfortable even after they, after their kids left our school, they still come back uh, to, to, if they don't understand the, the system or how to how to work with this, within the system, so I think having that um, and then welcoming them for all the simple things, like I said, we wel we welcome them for all any celebrations we have. The parents are invited in and and not separated. Um, at my new school, again, we I have a different population here. Um, we we do have some English language learners, but like on Saturday, um, we had um, a black family luncheon. The first time it's ever been. One of my teachers said to me, I'd like to try this. Da, da, da. And I said, let's do this. And we had 50 some family members here who don't necessarily always get engaged in the school and the school system, but 
we brought them out and fed them. And, and so oftentimes food is the way, the way, is the way to get some of those families involved. Um, I think I talked to, I think I wrote in the book about, about our uh, multicultural potluck dinner. I mean, that, every night, you know, again, as a principal, Andrew can tell you, some nights you're going like, oh man, I got to stay late tonight and get this done. I got to, like, those are some of the most joyful nights I've had in school with those families that they come dressed in, in their Polish um, or their Russian outfits or, or different things. And they brought food from their country and they share with all the people and people interact. We, we do just quick activities so that, that families that might not always interact would interact and that, that would bring them in. And, and like I said, so feeding them is a big way, but also just having little things where they're not being expected to, to do anything other than just socialize and, and mix. Awesome, thank you. Hi, Billy, my name is Veronica Serrano. Um, I'm really enjoying reading your book. Oh, you. I work in a school where I would say culture is not the top priority. Um, so what would be some suggestions that you would give to my administrators if you were to come and do a walkthrough in terms of how they could change the culture within our school district? Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, and again, a lot of those are, are, are simple things. Um, it starts with a smile. It smart, starts with saying hello in the morning. Um, I, you know, uh, Andrew was talking about my hats. That came about because a kid gave me a hat. And then the kids all thought it was hilarious that I was wearing this hat one day. And so then the next day I had a new, another new hat. Now I have to wear a different hat every day. And the kids look forward to seeing me out there and wonder what I'm going to be wearing when I come out in the morning. And God forbid I run out because I'm late for something and I forgot my hat. The kids or the bus driver say, hey, what are you doing? You know, um, but simple things like, like I said, smiles, high fives. To, I, I, I'm out there. I high five each kid off the bus every day. And I look them in the eyes and say hello to them. Um, it starts with that. No matter what grade level you're in, whether it's, it's kindergarten or, you know, 12th grade. Um, if teachers are out in the halls treating kids like kids and trying to connect with them. That, that's the first thing. I, I, again, not being in your school. The second thing is, and, and like I said, I came to a new school this summer. And the first meeting I had was with my secretary and the front office staff and told them how, again, not in a bad way, but how I wanted them to greet families, no matter what, you know, because most many times they come in upset or angry or something like that, and how to, how to greet them. That changes the way people talk back to you. When, when you when you just smile at them and say, thank you, I understand you, why you're upset, uh, how can I help you? Instead of, you know, being short and terse with them. And, and so those are some simple, simple things. Um, there's a lot, again, there's a lot to culture and everybody in the school is responsible for it. Now, it's not just the administrators, although bad administrators can, can wreck a school culture very quickly. Um, but, but, Everybody ha has, a, has a hand in the culture, even the kids, you know, um, and that's the expectations you have of kids and how they're going to act and how they're going to behave and what you'd like to see from them um, plays, a, plays a big part in it too. But changing a culture to a positive culture, like I said, the, you know, when you talk about Hattie's work and the collective teacher efficacy, that's a huge part of it. Everybody believes in everybody. And if you don't, um, then you have a problem. Uh, Coming to my new school, one of the things that I heard was, was that 
the teachers weren't always um, nice to each other. So they weren't modeling kindness, modeling it for our kids. They weren't being kind. Um, so I, you know, I said that to them. And they you know, of course they're like, no, that's not true, you know, whatever. But but I said it in the very first chapter. And then we all um, a, a teacher in another school had done this last year. She she pledged to not say a negative thing about another staff member or kid or family or parent through the whole year. And we so we made that pledge this year. And um, so far it's the best year ever, you know, by just consciously making that a goal that we're gonna we're gonna try to speak in the positive about our kids, try to speak in the positive about each other, and as for teachers, speak in the positive about your administrators, you know, and solve problems instead of complain about them. Awesome. You know? Thank you. Hey Jay, uh, we met your friend Beth a couple of weeks ago. I here read, yeah. Read, read her book. Can you tell us on the journey uh, about the journey of this book? Okay. When you decided to do it, and and. Why did you pick this culture, uh, this title? All right, so um, you heard a little of the story. Uh, I'll go through it really quickly. 2000, 2014, no, 2013, I was at the National uh, Association of Elementary School Principals, and I heard Todd Whitaker speak. Uh, it was the first time I ever heard Todd Whitaker speak. I don't know, you, many of you have heard of him. Um, he's a big name in education. What great principals do differently? What great teachers do differently? Um, he's written a bunch of books. But anyway, um, one of the things he said at that, at that, um, the very last day, it was a closing, closing keynote, was if you're not on Twitter, you're in danger of uh, uh, missing out on the best personal professional development. Well, at that time, I'd been on Twitter for two years. I'd gone to a workshop and um, learned how to do Twitter. And so I had the same 20 people following me that I followed that very first day and I hadn't really used it. Didn't see the purpose in it, didn't do anything. But I opened up my phone. Of course, I didn't know my password anymore for Twitter, but I got a new password, did all that. And I followed Todd Whitaker. Um, and I have this strange, uh, it's not strange. I go to the gym every day or very early in the morning and wait for them to open the doors. So while I'm waiting, I'm, I, I started opening up my Twitter account and reading things that he had, had done. And then from him, I followed people that he was following and started finding things that I wanted to share with my staff. And I was like, this is awesome. So the next year I go to this principal's conference in Nashville with my friends and I'm standing in line waiting for some, and I know Beth told you the story about the, um, uh, nachos and wings, um, or maybe she didn't, I don't know, but um, standing in line waiting for nachos and wings, and I run into Beth Huff, and I'd never met her, and there, she, you know, we're telling the whole story, and anyway, she was so, um, she was on the downside, not happy, the thing, and we're, so we're all sitting there late at night, um, and uh, there was probably 10 of us sitting around, and I took her phone and put her on Twitter, and and told her, no, you got to follow these people, so, so, one, one of the people that I was following at the time and I had seen earlier in the spring speak was Dave Burgess, who wrote Teach Like a Pirate. And I said, you need to follow Dave. You know, he, he's like, he's going to inspire you. Da, da, da. I'd seen him speak, um, you know, and I was a fan. I was, you know, I was fanboying him. I, I, I didn't know, um, you know, follow him on Twitter. You know, one of those things where like, oh, my God, he's following me back. Wow, that's really cool. And then, um, so I shared with Beth and did that. 
later that year, or later that at that same conference, we did a, a live um, Skype with Dave and kind of introduced myself there a little bit. So he knew, knew who I was. Anyway, push comes to shove. Beth and I became very good friends. We, we did some workshops and some pr presentations together. And one of the, one of the presentations we did um, before she um, before she even wrote the book was um, a, a, a workshop on building culture in schools because we share ideas back and forth. We're, we had all these ideas we wanted to do, so we did this workshop. And I said, I, I was like, oh, this is really really cool. Push comes to shove. A lot of the ideas we use and share are in the book. Um, I shared with Dave what, what I wanted to write. Dave's like, go for it. So I wrote it. In the meantime, Beth and Shelley wrote Lead Like a Pirate. And they said, we want your book to be the first, you know, first in the series of our Lead Like a Pirate books after our book. And so I said, cool. Um, it's cool with me. So that's where it all came from. Um, really, it came from doing workshops on school culture and Beth and I sharing ideas and then following like what we learned from people on, on our PLN, you know, on Twitter. So... That's where it all came from. Wow, that's a roundabout story. Sorry about that. Who's up next, Dave? I'll go ahead. Hi, my name is Susan DeGeorge. Um, I really appreciate the practical um, things that you share with us in the book, Jay. Um, it's, I mean, I'm not a writer, but I think it's well written because I can understand it. Oh, thanks. Um, but <laughs> what I want to say or ask you really is, how do you get staff to buy into this? I know that when we have after-school activities or you have a parent night out, um, how do you get staff to go ahead and volunteer when it's out of their contract? Um, they are not required to be there. But how do you get staff that's enthusiastic and really wants to be there to support your ideas? Um, I can tell you from my own personal experience, whenever we have activities, we have about the same four staff um, at these activities. And if you ask anyone else, they will tell you it's not part of my contract. So. Yeah, it's really, really hard. Contracts are hard. Um, as I said, um, we, you know, in the time that a lot of the things that came through in the book, a lot of that we were in, um, our teachers were without a contract for like two years. Um, there were, there was a lot of um, animosity towards administration, but not me particularly. I don't think that they, they How, thought can it was, they thought like it. How can they not like you? <laughs> well, but but you know, she's talking about buy-in. Um, it comes, you know, the E in pirate is enthusiasm, um, and I like I'm enthusiastic. But the the other thing that I do is I give my teachers every day. I give them compliments. I sh I I get I share with them all the great things that they're doing. I allow them to lead lead our 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 learning in um, staff meetings and things like that. So when I, when I say, hey, you know, I, I never, you know, obviously I can't mandate people come out, but they come. Um, and sometimes, it, you're right, sometimes it's the same four. Sometimes, sometimes it is. But, but like, as I said, I'm at a new school this year. And I can tell you, they, they want to see, they, sometimes they just want to see what I'm going to do next, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> they want to they see, they be there and be part of it. But more than that, most teachers, like you say, um, they build that culture and you build that trust, and th then they want to they want to do the right thing for kids, and and so it, like I said, not all of them, and many of them have good reasons for not coming, and some of them it, it is it's just like 
you know, they've been shot down so many times. But like I said, I let them lead. I let them show. My teachers come to me now. Uh, you know, we want to do a math night. We want to do this night. I'm like, okay, let's do it. How can I help you? Uh, as I said, Saturday afternoon, I had, um, I had a teacher. I had one teacher say, I want to have a black family luncheon. And I said, let me see how much money I can get from our PTO. We got the money. We had the luncheon. We had 50 people out here. A few of the teachers came. Saturday night, we had um, our winter blast, which is the PTO function. Last year, two, two staff members were there. This year, there were 15. Again, it's enthusiasm and building, and building that thing. And again, making everybody want to be part of something great. Um, you know, I, you're not going to get everybody. Not everybody's going to like you, and not everybody likes me. Um, but like I said, little by little, we build that trust. I, I'll share a quick story. Um, I, I this happened a, a bunch of times, but I, I went. Into, I was observing a teacher. Didn't go great, and um, I'm new. You know, I'm getting to know these people and stuff like that. So instead of writing up this observation that didn't go great, I just went in and said, "Hey, I, I know who's better than that coming out of this class. I, you know, you have 25 years of teaching. I, I read your your evaluations, things like that." I'd rather not write that up. This is what I saw. This is what I'd like to see fixed. I'm going to come back in two weeks, you know? And so again, building that trust little by little, you know, instead of, you know, giving her unsatisfactory, and I think I had a conversation, you know, I, um, as I said, my first day here, I told, I told the teachers, um, you know what, we're going to, I, I know there was a lot going on here before, but we're going to fix it. I was told by substitute teachers, they don't want to come to this school. And they're like, no, we're so nice to them. I go, I'm just telling you what I heard. I said, so we're going to fix that. And like I said, by, by saying those words, everybody's a little nicer now, even though they probably thought they were nice before. I think they're a little nicer and they check in on the subs and they make sure because we want them to come back. You know, it's not perfect and we're not perfect. But but like I said, I think you know that, that this is us. It's not Jay Billy's school. It's our school. Like, like I said, we all chose to sign that thing saying that we're not going to speak negatively about others, our colleagues, our, our kids, our parents. We're not going to do that. But I didn't make anybody sign that. I signed it and walked away. I came back the next day and everybody had signed it. And then we remind ourselves at staff meetings sometimes because we, we lose our way. You know, that happens. Um, and like, you know, we all have our bad days, um, but we excuse each other for that and then we move on. But, but to, to be enthusiastic and excited, like I said, they, they never know what I'm going to do. And that, that's part of, that's part of the fun of it too. I, if I, if I'm not having fun at work, that then they're not having fun at work. So I make sure I try to have fun every day. And, and so, and, and I allow them to have fun. Uh, as I say, in, uh, as I say somewhere in the book, um, you know, what's the purpose? And fun can be a purpose, you know, fun can be a purpose and that's okay. Even at high school level, I, I get that you have these things to cover and these things, but if you're, if you can't make a kid laugh or smile, you know, that's, that, you know, that, that's a huge, huge thing. That makes my day every day. And that's why I come back every day and I can see how, being negative. Like I, I've worked in places that you're like, oh man, you know, this is happening. This is happening to us. I don't allow things to happen to me. I make things happen. And 
we and I teach the I talk to my staff about that too. Don't let them happen to you. You make them happen. And and when they feel empowered, they want to come. That's all I keep saying. As you can tell, I get excited about these things. <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, I think it's a testament to your leadership and really the culture you've created in your school. If you're having that amount of staff really want to come and join you, um, I think that that's probably one of the issues that we have at our, our, our own schools. Um, I don't want to speak badly of my Yes, own it's hard. It's, yeah, it's hard. And, and um, you know, I'm going to share, and Neely Bartley just uh, wrote a book called Lead Beyond Your Title. And, and she, she writes in a book about uh, facing that same thing, where as a teacher who was excited about teaching and everything, being shot down by administrators time and time again, and, and talked about how she found her own ways to lead and, and, and make, it, make school a good place for her at least, and for her kids. And, that, and that's, a hard, that's a hard thing. Like I said, um, I, I, I've, I've been a principal for many years. Um, it's been close to 20. Um, but I left other places when I didn't feel that the administration that I was working with um, wanted the same things for kids that I wanted or, or showed a negativity towards um, growth. And, you know, and again, I left tenure. I left everything because I can't work in places like that, you know. So I'm sorry. Yeah, it's you got people above you that, that aren't. That's what happened in this school, and that's why I'm here right now. They, they moved me here because they knew that this that was happening here, and this is the biggest school in our district, uh, elementary school in our district, and they knew they needed somebody that was going to turn that around. And, and again, I'm not bragging. It's just what I do. I, I just am excited about being in school every day, and that helps. Thank you very much, Jay. Uh, hi, Jay. This is Elisa Balestrino. Um, I really like the chapter on celebrations. Um, I was wondering if, since now that you're at a new school, if there's anything new that you've brought to that school as a celebration that you've started. Um, um, actually, they, they had some things that I that I. Too. I mean, we do our we do our monthly spirit assemblies and things like that. And again, elementary I know is different than secondary, middle schools, and high schools. But but you can celebrate. The the thing that that I do is um, one thing that they didn't have that that I do is at every staff meeting I celebrate all the cool things that are going on in school. So I make a list each month, and so I, that's how I start every meeting with with celebrations of. Like, oh, I saw this going on in so-and-so's place. Oh, so-and-so's having a baby. Oh, so, you know, so we, we do that, that too. Um, another thing, which wasn't a really celebration, but it's kind of cool. I saw, um, I can't, his name's Kevin, Kevin, uh, Kevin Carroll. Um, anybody know the, the red ball, the red bouncing ball books? Yeah. Okay, so I saw Kevin Carroll, and he was sharing something he did at Google, <coughs> which was really cool. Um, they played throughout the, throughout this whole the whole town that Google Google's in. They played tag, so we played tag with my staff, and it was it, during a school day, and it was the, the coolest, most fun. We've done it twice now. Like one time, I could tell everybody was kind of. We just got back from break, and everybody's coming down. So I said, "Tag starts at ten minutes," and um, basically, what, what we do is. The, the only rule is that um, 
at tag ends at 3.40. And if you're, you're in at the end of the day, we celebrate you and you, you win a prize. But, if, but you don't try to be it. So, so everybody walking through the halls and you're looking, you know, because we're college, colleagues and we're trying to be collegial and do all that stuff, but you're kind of looking at people out of the side eye because you don't know who's it. And for a whole day and you're teaching your class and somebody comes in to talk to you and guess what? You're also in it. And you play tag the whole day. And the, the staff, the responsible staff is so awesome. They had so much fun. I couldn't tell because I, like once I tagged somebody early in the morning, I didn't know who was it the rest of the day. We have about 80 staff members here. Um, at the end of the day, all I got was amazing feedback. They said they had so much fun and, with their colleagues. And they, they, again, we don't take the time to do that. And we, cel we celebrated. Um, you know, like I said, uh, the little celebrations are important. You know, birthdays, um, teacher of the year, um, you know, th those things. Um, but but finding those special special events in people's lives too. I um I keep track of everybody's birthdays and try to recognize when, when it is their birthday. I miss some because I'm not I'm not real good that way, but I, I try to do that. Um, the other the other thing I do is I call I call parents. So I've been, I've been calling parents. Um, hey, you know what? Joey just did something really cool with with his friend and helped him do this. And I just want you to know you're raising a great kid. And, um, you know, I think they appreciate that. I think, I think you know, because most of the time when they hear from the principal, it's not a good thing. So usually I call up and say, hey, it's not an emergency and everything's okay. And guess what? You know, your, your son helped this kid who was having a really bad breakdown. And he went over, he rubbed his back, he patted him on the back, and he was a really good friend to him. And I just want you to know you're a great, great kid. And so... Uh, that's, um, that's, we, we celebrate that. We celebrate kind things. So. Uh, there was another part in there that, that asked, that kind of talked about state testing, and I was wondering what you did with that. How did you, how did you celebrate that? Because that's okay. a really negative thing in my school, I know. So, well, so, so um, state testing sucks. Um, <laughs> and because, because, Part of the reason is because parents put pressure on kids. Yeah. Part of the reason is because we um, administrators put pressure on teachers. And part of the reason is because it's not relevant um, to real learning in a lot of ways and it's just taking time away from learning. Uh, just my opinion. So um, I, one of the things that I do is first of all, we don't, we don't test prep. You know, we'll, we'll go through the computer and show them how, how they're going to log in and do all that stuff and, you know, practice moving things and things like that. But we don't do hardly any test prep. We teach. The second thing on, t on state testing days, the day starts with me taking all the kids outside or if it's the weather's bad inside and we do activities for 20 minutes. We run, we walk, we talk, we play in the playground. We do go noodle, we dance, um, but, but we, we want to activate, get the blood flowing in the brain. Um, we know that the brain works better after exercise. Yeah. So, so, that, so we do that. And then, then I do like little things like each day of state testing. I, I'll put a little um, pack of snack like pretzels or something on the kids' desks. 
you know, for when, when they finish. So each morning when they come in, it's another state testing day. They'll have, they'll have this little thing or they'll have a little risk. You know, those little things you buy from those places. I forget what they are. Um, the PTO asked them to buy those things and, and I'll give those out too. You know, just because that way everybody has the same wristband on that day when they're testing, you know. Um, but um, so we do like little celebrations. And then when it's over, it's 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 free. It's free time. We go we go and we we have recess for about an hour on the last day. And and like I said, I give the teachers a break. I take the kids myself and we go out and we just, you know, we run for an hour um, and, and celebrate that way, too. Again, I am. Um, you know, the second part, I don't know if you were asking this, how do we celebrate the results? Um, yeah, well, I was, I was also going to ask that too. So, yeah. 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 So, so unfortunately in my school, we don't, you know, we usually don't get the results till summer. Yeah. So, so it's hard to do that. Um, we do celebrate with teachers, but we more, but we don't get to really sell like I, this is my first year here in my old school. We got, we saw lots of positive results. So we were able to really have, positive discussions about that. I'm hoping that the same thing will happen here, that, you know, each year will grow and that we can talk about what we, what we grew what we, and how we do better. And, and again, like um, I, I tried, tried to, uh, you know, make it, make it a fun, engaging discussion. Um, as, I, as I said, we all have to live with state testing. It doesn't have to be our life. You know, it doesn't have to be what we're about. So that's, you know, kind of how I, I feel about it. It's, 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 it's the constant buzz in the background of what the real, what the real noise should be of what we're doing. So. Jay, thanks so much uh, for coming in and talking with wow. you. That was a quick 35 minutes. How'd you it goes, do that? It goes quick. It goes quick. Uh, I don't want to say future leaders here, Jay, because they are in leadership roles in their schools right now. They're going to be future administrators and they're going to be terrific. If you could offer them one piece of advice uh, that they could take with them away from tonight, whether it's in your book or not, uh, what would you say to them? Oh, I have a lot. So just one. Okay. Um, trust yourselves. You know, I, again, um, if you find a place that you love and a job that you, like, you know, there's the old saying about if you love what you do, you don't have to go to work or whatever. You don't have to work a day in your life. I, I'm lucky that I get to I get to do what what I love to do every single day, and I get I'm excited about it. Uh, you know, I, I look at the pile of emails at the end of the day, and I'm I'm not excited about that. I look at the you know going through the data, I'm not excited about that. But when those kids get off the bus in the morning, I'm excited each morning. So make sure you take the time with all the little crap that that administrators have to do to spend time with kids. That 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 makes my I'm I am. 30 observations behind where I should be right now. I could care less. I'll get those done. But I get to go into classrooms every day and, and you know, see kids. Oh, the other thing, and I think I say it in the book, it shouldn't be a surprise when the principal walks, in, walks into the classroom, you know? Uh, I think that's so important that they see me every single day, you know? Whether it's just for 30 seconds or five minutes or reading a story to them, you know, be present. Like I said, I, I high five every kid off the bus every morning. I, if the bus pulls up and an extra one's there, they'll come find me because they, they want that high five. I high five them on the way out to the bus every afternoon. Um, I, get, I try to make sure I get out to the side where the cars are coming to so that they see me out there. Um, and, and like I said, just be present. Be present be, and, and enjoy, enjoy 
the kids are the kids are awesome. That's why we do it. So enjoy it. Jay, we appreciate uh, you joining us. We're following you on Twitter. We're going to tweet some stuff out tonight uh, based on your talk, uh, but we really appreciate you spending some time with us. All right. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Andrew, I appreciate what you're doing there. And all you teachers slash administrators, future leaders and leaders, um, just go do it, man. Just go do it. And don't be, oh, and what, what's, the, what's the famous saying that, and again, people, people know this because I say this all the time, Le learn the rules so you know how to break them, you know? <laughs> that, that, I mean, you, you, learn, you learn the rules well so you know how to break them. And I, that's not me. Somebody said that. I wish I could remember who it was. But yes, I, le I learned them well. Um, I, I know I'm not easy to be the boss of because I do what I want to do, but I know it's the right thing to do, you know? And I appreciate that my superintendent just lets me do it, you know? Um, I, I, again, I could go on. W one of the things that I, when I hire people or when I talk to them, you know, my job, my job is to make my boss look good every day. And I do that. I work hard to make sure that, that people stay out of his hair, that, you know, that, that I take care of business and that fa families are happy, that kids are learning and do those things. My job is to make, make them, make him look good. And if I do that, I ha we have a better district. And if every principal is doing that, we have the best district. And if every teacher is making you as a principal look good, we have the best school. And, and, and it kind of just flow, flows that way. And it sounds arrogant, but it's really not because my job then is also to support my teachers and give them the things they need to do their jobs well. And if, I, if I'm doing that, then they're happy and they want to stay. And that's like you're talking, you know, you guys were talking before about, you know, the, the culture. People want to come work here. They, you know, they want to come, they want to come work in this place because it's lively and energetic. So you, when I ask somebody to do something extra, it's not, the contract doesn't get in the way because they, they came knowing what they were getting into, that we were going to make things happen, that we're going to be the best school and we're going to, we're going to have the best kids coming out of our school. So anyway, I could go on and on. I won't. Thank you very, very much. I enjoyed it. And, uh, Thank you, Andrew. It's it's Jay, fun. Thank you. Uh, one last point before you go. Uh, you know, we're going to be working on observations next week and timeliness. So I'll make sure that. They get 30 <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Don't tell. Hey, I I can write up. I, like I said, I'm in classes every day. It's the writing up piece that I I just yeah I, I don't you know what again the Danielson rubric and, and again it, it has a purpose but um, putting the checks in the boxes I'd rather have the conversations. I'd rather have the conversations and, and that's the most important part of that whole thing. The conversations we have about teaching and learning and um, Beth and Shelley say it in their book too. You know, when you start getting invited into those conversations at those little smaller levels as the administrator, that means you've built their trust, you know, and like, and, and that's the most important thing to me. Like, like I said, I can talk, I can talk for days about what, what could go better in a class and what couldn't be. But I already, I, I, if I see it, I say it. So they, I don't need to sit and write that crap up. You know, if I see something, I, I, like, I, they know me, like I said, they, they, they know that I'm going to be, as you said, transparent. I just say, say, Hey, do you think about doing this? Why, you know, why did you do that that way? And sometimes I have really good reasons. Other times, you know, you know, I hadn't thought about that. And it makes me happy the next day when I go in and, and I see something in place. And that's, that's, that's the cool part. So any suggestion you, you make and then you see it in place you go like oh cool i you know i was on target and and uh, as i say to the teachers anything any suggestion i ever gave them i learned from somebody else's classroom that i was in i didn't make it up myself you know yeah. I, 
you know, there's a, there's a lot of great teaching going on all around us. So, so all right, I'm done. Jay, really, thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy. Thanks, Thanks.